What can you do to improve your writing and build your network as a part of it? As a creative and professional writer, my time post-college graduation was just that. Difficult to keep an upward learning curve that honed my craft and connected me with others in the field. So today, join me on a quest to connect writers to the experiences they need with top authors, editors, and publishers ready to share their methods for success. Become a part of a new elevated selection for publishers and debunk the myth that while writing is a solo act, being a writer is not always solitary. Am I right? Hey there, word wizards. I am so excited. I'm I'm about to be back after the holidays and I'm ready to kick off season two with a new genre and a new guest today. Um, And we're going to talk about script writing, specifically writing that began as a personal essay, which is also known as a narrative essay for those of you who aren't as familiar with it. And then how to fictionalize that into a screenplay, which is going to be so fascinating. Um, And we're going to talk to talk about a couple of other topics as well. But right now, I just want to welcome on Eric Morris Eskenazi. Eric, thanks for coming on, especially during the busy holiday season to talk to us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited to hear what you had to say from your experience. Um, Sure. So first question that I just want to launch this off with is why screenplay? Why screenwriting? Is there something that called to you? Have you tried other things? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've always been a big film nerd. Like I knew, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged, middle-aged Gen Xer. So I knew like as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, that when I started start, start seeing movies, especially films by like George Lucas and Spielberg, I knew mm-hmm. seeing their films that I wanted to do something in filmmaking, like directing, uh, I don't know, acting, producing, writing. Um, and as a child, I was always really drawn to creative writing, like writing short stories, writing poetry, um, different scenarios. And then, um, you know, as a teenager, I started getting into screenwriting. Uh, I was lucky enough. I went to a, I grew up in, in, in Southern California in Orange County. So I went to a lot of public schools there. And then the high school I went to at the time when I was a freshman, they, they began a performing arts high school that was located on our campus, but not everybody in the public school was, uh, a student at the it was called Orange County High School of the Arts. Um, now they've gone on to have their own separate campus and they've grown and a lot of people who've alumni there are have gone on to you know be like major actors and Broadway performers. So when I was there, they didn't have a sc- screenwriting program like they do now. But you know, I was involved in uh, doing the behind the scenes stuff like in tech theater. And uh, I was writing screenplays and there was like a on campus like um, like a local video, sort of like they would. It was sort of like a like a channel. They would broadcast, kind of like they would, you know, they shoot like footage of football games. But then, like there was an after school program where, like me and the people in my uh, performing arts program, we would do different like you know skits, and that sometimes they would air, sometimes they wouldn't. But it was just sort of practice to, for us to learn about editing. And then, um, um, you know, when I was applying for for colleges, I really wanted to go to New York City for some reason, even though I'd never been to New York City and my uh, father was born in New York City. So um, luckily enough, you know, in, in my pursuit of colleges, I got accepted into uh, NYU. Um, and um, my first year, I was just involved in the, a two-year um, liberal arts program. At the time, it was called General Studies, and now it's been expanded to a four-year program. But at the, at the time when I was there for my freshman year, I was really kind of anxious. I really wanted to get into the performing arts school there, Tisch. So I did apply my freshman year. I was able to get into that program my sophomore yeah. year. And so I was my major was dramatic writing, which was screenwriting and playwriting. Um, you know, I had some pretty amazing experiences there, some really great 
teachers. And um, of course, we were studying like other playwrights. We would go to the, you know, just learning the basic, you know, the Greek, uh, you know, tragedy, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it took a, like a whole class on Shakespeare. And I was reading a lot of contemporary uh, playwrights and screenwriters like Sam Shepard. And um, it was really cool because I met uh, Tony Kirshner when I was there. He was, you know, gone mm -hmm. on to work with Spielberg a lot. You know, he wrote Angels in America. So yeah. that was like really very inspiring environment. And then since um, finishing school, um, you know, the thing is, uh, like people have told me like, why don't you like move back to LA and, and try to like get into like your scripts and doing really, you know, doing get into the studio system. And I kind of really hesitated about that because I really am drawn to people like John Cassavetes, people that are auteurs, people who write very personal stuff. And then they, they'll direct, they'll adapt their own scripts. Like Charlie Kaufman does that. Like, you know, you just produce your own, your own film adaptation. And so I, I basically have done that. Like I've done just really low budget uh, video projects and um, and as a learning experience to see if I could do that, uh, to see if I could work with actors. And, uh, you know, it's it's been both uh, very challenging and it's been re rewarding as well. And I've been on a hiatus uh, from directing because I, I do, I mean, as I got older, I guess the concept of doing something that's more commercial ended, I guess, is kind of appealed to me. But if, you know, if I'm going to step in and do something that's going to do be more commercial like it has to still be retains some sort of personal elements like for my own life if mm -hmm. i never yeah. and I'm, I'm drawn to screenwriters or other writers that you know regardless of the genre or if it's a, a tentpole film or a micro budget movie you know if they can put in their own personal stamp there yeah and that's something that we talked just for a second on um about off screen which is i there's so much appreciation for that personal element right the more you can get into the core of of the human emotion, that's the way that you connect with people. And I'm amazed at the films that have been created that that can do that. And it's, and also the you know the writing genres, the ones that just make it script to page, right? So I think it's definitely a worthy cause, and he's certainly not the only one <laughs> who feel, who's filled that connection um, from that. And I think that's a really great it's a great background story. It's a perfect background story for what you have to say, and it's amazing that you're continue to pursue that directing and and inspiring other people with your words, which is what this show is about. So, and uh, one of the things that you mentioned in your notes is, is, uh, you know, using your, using your personal essays mm -hmm. to be the best foundation for that. And I'm curious, you know, is that something that came from your experience at school or, um, you know, what elements of that personal essay makes for a great visual as well? And then, um, Kind of going with that, I I don't know that everybody knows ex exactly what a personal essay is, so we might want to might want to break that down a little bit first before we continue to talk about it. But um, sure, I would love to hear I would love to hear your thoughts and your background on that. Um, you know, so I've done like blogging in the past, and I was doing like sure. some on and off podcasts where I would just basically just recite like some of my short stories and essays, and then um, you know, some of these short stories and essays I have actually like gone on, for example, like the Celtics website and see if I can make it into a narrative. Um, I'm kind of right. I'm still working on some long form projects right now. Like one is going to be like, a, I want to do like a series, like a long form series, you know, for like my goal, I don't know, Netflix or something like that, but like a, a very long expanded sort of series that like some of it's going to be sort of like half of it's going to be like my experiences, you know, living on the East Coast now for 31, you know, 31 years, but also like my childhood in California mm. and um, and different struggles, you know, I, I've 
dealt with uh, growing up there and and here as well. Um, there was a there was an essay I I did publish um, a, a few years ago where it, this was a true this has happened to me when I was five years old. Um, it's it's a crazy story. I mean, so like one Sunday, my parents and I uh we went on a picnic like north of north of los angeles like in the in the hills like the san Bernardino area mm-hmm. and we had a we had a black labrador at the time and uh so we get to the campsite my parents are just like you know talking whatever you know eating drinking and me and my uh my dog we 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 just started wandering off together and we just we, we wander off and wander off and then eventually it's getting dark out what ended up happening is that the dog and I, we wandered up like in the, on this hill in the hills, and uh, we ended up spending the night there. And at, wow. when when this was going on, my parents, of course, they you know reached out to the you know local ranger. They had a search party, you know, trying to find us. Uh, what happened is that you know dog and I were fine, nothing. You know, I wasn't, you know, I had some scrapes, you know, from falling, but nothing, nothing, nothing bad. And then we, in the morning when, when the, when at dawn, we, the dog and I, we walked down the hill and eventually there was like this helicopter, you know, there was a ranger there and they were, you know, they, they, they found out, they spotted us and then they took us back to where my parents were. So I, and it was, it was crazy because, you know, they, the local like news, they, they reported like me missing. And then like, I found out that they, it was on the local TV. Oh it was like in the LA Times, and then like, um, you know, wow. people found people found out about it. You know, and where I where I grew up, and uh, you know, I was able to go online and, and find some of those articles. You know, uh, like po- I was able to pull like original articles, and so I wrote like a like an essay about that, like my sort of my memories about it, but I kind of fictionalized it as if like what would ha- what happened if um if I the dog but my dog and I like just continued wandering off the next day we never saw my parents again and like what if i had some sort of entirely different you know childhood you know where where would i have gone would it could it could have gone like really well or it could have gone like really bad mm-hmm. so i kind of made it like a very kind of like not a horror film but kind of like disturbing sort of like character study of like you know about me but a fictionalized me and what would have happened if i met like a a surrogate family like somewhere yeah. out there in the, you know, in the desert in California. Yeah. And wow. So you lived, you lived a film. Yeah. You I did live a film a- as a five-year-old. It's crazy. And I think back now, like, I, you know, it's pretty gutsy as a five-year-old just to do that, just to be okay with my dog and, you know, just camp yeah. out. <laughs> Even though yeah. I know my, my parents never forgave me for it. They, you know, they never forgave me for doing that, but, um, you know, I imagine I, they were pretty stressed out, but it does make for a yeah. good story knowing that you're okay yeah. now, right? Then you yeah, can yeah, start yeah. playing with the ending, knowing that yeah, the yeah. original is good. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Like that that core story that is his story, this is this is what f- makes a good foundation for coming, you know, bringing it onto the screen, getting into that script, and really just having those elements. And I love that you're pulling from other accounts, not just your own account, because mm-hmm. I think that's gonna make I mean that makes it already such a good rounded story so uh thank you for sharing and uh with that we kind of we've talked a little we skirted around it a little bit but something that we kind of like to ask on the show is um you i mean you have experience being both self-published right and Mm -hmm. the founder of your own independent publisher yeah Um, both have their own challenges right uh and i'd love to hear from your unique perspective from both sides of that veil 
um, what is something that you think or have found from from your experiences that makes a piece of art a good piece of art, a great piece of art? Well, I mean, like, uh, so going back to being like a, a total film nerd, I mean, like, uh, you know, there's so many uh, filmmakers, you know, that I I love and, you know, um, you know, like, uh, you know, like, like, for example, Stanley Kubrick, I love, I love his films. And, uh, you know, he, I know he does put, per, per, uh, you know, personal stuff in, in his movies, you know, he, he grew up in New York City, but then he lived for a bit in LA, moved back to New York, and then spent the rest of his life in, in England. So I know that, like, you know, like the shine, the sh- like from The Shining, for example, I know that he has put some, like, I guess, some per- pretty personal stuff in, in, in the film, besides the Stephen King story. Um, you know, like, I don't know if you saw that documentary that came out like a, a decade or so ago, it was called like room to room 237, where it's just basically they get people to talk about like, whatever conspiracy theories or just their thoughts about, you know, uh, about the shining. And that was like really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they talked about how, you know, um, like, um, you know, he, like Kubrick was going to, was planning to do going to do a film about the Holocaust and he worked on it for many years and he even like went ahead and did some sort of screen tests with some actors that he wanted to do uh, uh, you know, about that. And then, and then, uh, and then in the shining and they said that, well, there's some, some sort of references to the Holocaust in that movie, you know? And, uh, but it's like you, it's kind of buried in there. Um, yeah. or like, and like, uh, John Carpenter, who I, I love John Carpenter's movies, like, you know, uh, you know, you know, his films, which are very fantastical and, and horror, but he does put personal stuff in there, in there too. Um, you know, like his sort of like, I think it's a lot of it dealing with um, a distrust, you know, of, of like authority and, uh, you know, things that just can 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 happen at any time. You know, that's like things that just out of your reach, you know. Yeah. That sense of wrongness. At first. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So some kind of comes from that. Yeah. From that sixth sense that you have about things. And uh, that's yeah. I know that full background that it, that definitely puts a new of spin on the shining when you think about it so yeah and that's very cool and it also with that with genres um something that eric is really good about is genre kind of conventions and experimenting with them and kind of changing them and if you look at writing world in the last 20 years the Mm -hmm. way that genres have been have been i mean there's been some huge milestones that will be in the history books right and so for you why would you consider yourself a convention experimentalist? And why do you think it's a good thing for people that continue to work on? Um, I know, I guess because because of like emerging different types of media, like some filmmakers like Terrence Malick or, or Gaspar Noe, some of them have actually incorporated like doing VI sort of things where maybe they shoot some stuff and then they make it sort of a very immersive experience. Instead of like having to go to a theater, you just put the headset on and you can kind of experience their own unique world at, you know, anywhere or some filmmakers that will decide to maybe incorporate apps. Uh, you know, it's like a, you use the app, you can use the VI thing, uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. reality thing. You can, um, you know, uh, see something in the theater. You can go to a museum. I'm really into, uh, going to like different uh galleries where they have video installations i love i love that and i think uh yeah. as a filmmaker i think you got to be uh you know more open-minded and i think more filmmakers now like even uh spielberg said that like one of his films the one he did about um 
the post, the one about, you know, he did a few years ago about the, the about the break in about Nixon. Like he said, well, if he made that film now, maybe he wouldn't consider having that theatrically. Maybe he would decide just to do that on Apple TV or HBO. And I think as a filmmaker or a writer or creator, you got to be more open now to having your your projects, not just being going to a theater or be on TV, it could be an app, could mm-hmm. be you know, watching VR or, or um, you know, augmented reality. You know, I mm-hmm. think I think you got to be more open or doing something like outdoors or doing some some do something in some weird, you know, like uh, like where I live in Brooklyn in the summertime. They actually there's a there's a very famous cemetery uh, where they actually do film screenings outdoors there in the summertime. And uh, so it's just yeah. like kind of unusual stuff like that, you know, where you kind of ex- you can experience art like anywhere or unconventional space. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really oh, I love that. Yeah, and there's our plaque quote for the episode. You can experience art anywhere. And you should experience art anywhere. I feel like that yeah. should be available to you wherever you yeah, go. That's, yeah. that's the point uh-huh. of art, right? To be enjoyed yeah. in different mediums and forms. And I love that you bring up, you know, at the museums and things because that's what makes it more personal to the human yeah. being. And yeah. also, I mean, I know some of this audience is, is only in the writing genre and not in the screen genre, but it's it is true that you have to learn to adapt as a creator. It's, your story is not going to be what you planned it to be from square one. Yeah. <laughs> any kind of writing and creativity, any job in that area is not going to go as you have it planned, right? So being open to that. And I think that'll open up new uh, opportunities and doors that will be much more fulfilling to you if you do. Which I think it's cool that you, you've you not only recognized that, but continue to pursue that. Because um, I'd love to see more of it. I'd love to see more of it out there. And, and I would love to watch a show in a graveyard that would be amazing yeah 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 get more normal right make it more common (laughs) so as we're we're coming closer to the end i want to ask you a few more questions if you're still up for it yeah yeah sure Uh, okay good and i uh appreciate you coming on during this busy time um and i'd I'd love to just ask this which is going to be i mean i know it's kind of rather large and overarching but for those who are are looking to make that leap into the screenplay world maybe they got yeah. their own personal essays maybe they're you know big fans of spielberg mm-hmm. and others the same way that you are what advice do you have for them that are starting out on that journey um you know it's really great to, the most important thing is also to network uh to get involved in like your local you know network network of other other artists you know and like you know read share each other's scripts you know it's good to get positive feedback constructive criticism for each other or you know do that online you know if you can't go out and meet people um you know and i know there's different online groups that people uh i think like stage 32 that website they talk about like they have different um online like zoom you know essays or or meetings where they or if it's like a specific genre like comedy writers or horror film writers or sci-fi writers you know it's good to there's like a lot of opportunities for for writers you know where it doesn't doesn't matter where like you live in a big city like like where I live in New York or a small town, it's like there are avenues that you can network with other people and you have who love mm-hmm. the same sort of genre you do. And you never know, you might collaborate at some point down the line, yeah. you know, something. Absolutely. That's a great piece of advice that I think is too uh, often overlooked. Sometimes it is about what you know, not that your skills will come from other people, but the foundation there does. And I, I, if you need an example of this, to so those of you that are listening, I am from a small town in Idaho. I'm in Idaho Falls. Cool. Eric is on the East Coast. We're connecting over Zoom, which would have never been a thing not that long ago, and especially before COVID. And it's amazing the people that you can meet and connect with and, and just really vibe with if you just give it 
that opportunity to network. It doesn't need to be something that you fear, I think, so much anymore. It's more of an opportunity to meet like-minded individuals who are creative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Idaho, that's like, you, isn't Idaho border uh, Oregon? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, because I, I have family in, in Portland, so yeah. Oh, very cool. Yes, we love yeah. Portland. I think yeah. most Idahoans are actually a pretty big fan of uh, Oregon because you've got the coast, yeah. you've got all uh-huh. the different kind of landscapes there, and we're all just kind yeah. of Idaho. We're, we're mountains and fields, so it's good to get that difference, but <laughs> nice. made that connection without the opportunity to network, so definitely take that seriously, that device seriously. Uh, the final and and still equally important question that we like to ask before we get to how we can connect with you is what are you reading or watching right now or anticipating watching soon that we need to know about that we should jump on board with? Um, so, yeah, I did watch uh, this past weekend the the Irish film, The Banshees of Anishiran, which I really loved. And I know that the director, you know, he was like a, a playwright, you know, before he became a, you know, a director. And that's like a really excellent film for screenwriters out there. A really good, uh, you know, film for character study um, yeah, attract- as a as attractive comedy. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, Very really, cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm just reading like a lot of history right now about the 1970s, about sort of like the work, the end of this other working class before the Reagan era. Uh, and my day job is I do work at a, at a union. So I'm reading about like kind of the history of the dismantling of the power of the unions leading up to the Reagan era. And it's it's very inspiring now seeing people like yourself, younger people or that are really getting into the, the importance of the unions because we're fighting for, you know, higher wages and you know, and, and everything in, in the work it's world. And yeah. that's something that I'm sort of like, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, utilizing some of that, uh, you know, on a, on a script I'm, I'm working on uh, yeah. as like, you know, as my memories as a child during the, the Reagan era. And, you know, so. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's still relevant. It's almost more relevant now today as, a, as we continue to see those trends kind of coming up and yeah. the changes being made. So very cool. We will anticipate that. And that's a perfect lead into my final question for you since we're running out of time here which is how can we connect with you and and be aware of your future projects and community that you're building and how can we follow you um so yeah i have a website it's uh brooklyn digital media inc dot com uh and then i do use instagram so you could look uh up uh, brooklyn digital media inc on there uh or you know check you know uh do a search for my name on I'm on of course uh you know uh, LinkedIn and then I have an IMDb profile page too lately the only like the only uh recent projects I've been involved with uh that I've been posting on on uh, IMDb's I've been like the past couple of years I got involved in sort of like helping crowdfund some like really interesting documentaries I don't know if you are aware of like the In Search of Darkness documentaries that there's like a trilogy um they just the third one they, they just talk about the cover all the horror films that are coming out in the 1980s and I was thrilled to be helping them wow. you know, just contribute a little bit of money on each each of the whole trilogy and they also did one on Search of Tomorrow which covers the whole 80s uh sci-fi thing and so that's really exciting and I I love I love that I love being involved in you know projects like that people mm-hmm. and then especially with they do such an excellent job and and everybody who who watched it so far they've been posting on you know on social media how much it's just it's just a great piece of nostalgia yeah yes and we need a little more nostalgia in our lives don't we yeah definitely. we need some time to reflect and to relax and enjoy ourselves and that that sounds amazing and i'm definitely gonna have to take a look at that and look it up and and with your uh independent publisher are you i mean are you 
looking for connections, making commissions, things like that? Um, yeah, like in the new future, like I did publish a, a small book of essays uh, on Amazon a couple of years ago, but I did I pulled it because I want to sort of expand it. I want, it was just sort of a test run I had of this book. Uh, huh. And then so now I'm sort of reworking it um, and I might sort of do I'm thinking it might sort of take some a, a blend of like short stories and screenplays or sort of mash it up together with mm. the format. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Again, with the genre bending and combining and uh-huh. we'll continue to see these changes, listeners. So so buckle down and <laughs> enjoy what you can, enjoy what you've got. And uh, thank you so much for coming on, Eric. I sure, Sheridan. I appreciate it. This has it. been extremely fun for me to yeah. learn more about what you do and very informative. And it just gives me more respect for my screenplay friends that I know of who, you know, do this with passion, do this every week. And, it, and even though the audience kind of has a different level of genres different i guess choice of genres um we all kind of come together in that we continue to grind forward and we continue to do what we love and and put that creativity into our writing and i just really appreciate you continuing to inspire with that so thank you so much for coming on thanks sheridan all right yeah absolutely and you stick around here for a minute but for all those all those listening and uh anticipating this upcoming new year right on can you see ways to improve your writing process already Thanks for joining us on this excellent episode of Am I Right? For more information about the podcast, guests, or upcoming episodes, follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Right on, Word Wizards!